Euzubillahimineşşeytanirracim Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin Vessalatu vesselamu ala seyyidina Muhammedin ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ecma'in Allahümme allimna ma yenfe'una ve anfe'ana bima allemtena ve zidna ilmen nafi'a Esselamu aleykum ve rahmetullahi ve berekatuhu Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bediüzzaman Said Nursi podcast series. You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you listen to your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org. In this episode, inshallah, we will continue reading the 10th word. The 10th word is about the Existence of the hereafter. Proofs, rational proofs of the existence of the hereafter. In dialectical theology, in kalam, this is usually or overwhelmingly considered an aspect of belief that is not to be proved through rational proofs, but rather taken based on some ayat, what is heard, heard matters. The verity of the existence and oneness of God and the verity of prophethood is are proven through rational proofs and the rest is left to what is heard from them. Ustad Nursi on the other hand develops rational proofs for the existence and reality of the hereafter bodily resurrection too. We read through five of the proofs or five ways in which uh, this is proven uh, so far and inshallah today we will continue reading the sixth way. These are preceded by an introduction and in the introduction Ustad Nursi tells us the story of two friends, two brothers who find themselves in a paradise-like place which obviously corresponds to the earth that we live in. So we start from the observed reality that we are surrounded with. One of these friends looks around and sees a perfect order and orderliness, a perfect justice, perfect beauty, lots of things. And he decides that this cannot be without an owner, without a creator. And this owner and creator is just and, and, and loves orderliness. And therefore, he should also follow the order that is built into this paradise-like place. However, they also witness that there are some abusers. People, everybody living in this paradise-like place, uh, leave their doors open. They don't pay too much attention to what is being taken away from them. And, and they all live peacefully. Everybody does what what is incumbent upon them to do. And therefore, order is preserved. But there are these few abusers who walk into the houses, steal things and grab things. The friend who is intelligent, who has a an uncorrupted heart says this cannot be all of it the owner of these places obviously uh, is powerful is just has order in that case whatever is not taken care of in this place must be being taken care of somewhere else because we see everybody is moving on nobody stays here permanently so these people who are stealing or abusing must be punished somewhere else and these people who are obeying must be rewarded somewhere else but the other friend says 
no I don't believe that I don't see it all of this must be common property everybody takes whatever they want I don't believe that there is a an owner or that the owner is going to establish justice somewhere else and then the other friend says look this is obvious to me let me tell you how and why let me give you the ways in which you should tell your compulsive soul which is the cause of this that there is a hereafter where justice will be established and we have been reading through those proofs through those ways in which this intelligent smart good-hearted friend proves the existence of a hereafter inshallah today we are reading the sixth way Altanji Suret, the sixth proof, the sixth way in which the the verity of the hereafter is proven. İşte gel bak. Bu muhteşem şimendiferler, tayyareler, tecihizatlar, depolar, sergiler, icraatlar gösteriyorlar ki perde arkasında pek muhteşem bir saltanat var. So come and look. These imposing splendid trains, railways, planes equipment, uh, warehouses, displays, and acts, ex- execution of uh, decisions, show that there is a splendid, imposing, splendid royal power behind the screen. This cannot all be by itself. You see that there are all these complex machines that are all functioning in, functioning in perfect order and they don't know one another they are not conscious many of them are not conscious however they are functioning in a way that each help one another each support one another each run to the assistance of one another each correspond to one another this cannot be by itself there must be a center from which this is being organized and the the the splendid nature of everything that we are observing here the greatness the massiveness the magnitude of what we are observing shows us that whoever is in charge at that center must have a splendid royal power and right at the beginning of this sixth proof Ustad Nursi gives us a lengthy somewhat lengthy uh, side note which will point to the reality of these trains equipment planes and so on and so forth that we observe out there in the in the universe and as a side note we are still doing the uh, logical proofs that this friend is showing to his friend in this story this will be followed by an exposition of the reality of all of this in the in the cosmos in the realm that we live in that is why the tenth word is quite lengthy so let's read the side note now Haşiye. Side note. Mesela, for example, Nasıl şu zamanda manevra meydanında, harb usulünde, silahal süngütak emriyle, koca bir ordu baştan başa dikenli bir meşegaha benzediği gibi, her bir bayram gününde resmi geçit için formalarınızı takıp, nişanlarınızı asınız emrine karşı, ordugah seraser rengarenk çiçek açmış, müzeyyen bir bahçeyi temsil ettiği müsüllü, öyle de, Ruh-i Zemin meydanında Sultan-ı Ezeli'nin nihayetsiz enva-ı cunudundan melek ve cin ve ins ve hayvanlar gibi şuursuz nebatat taifesi dahi hıfz-ı hayat cihadında emri kun fe yekun ile müdafaa için silahlarınızı ve cihazatınızı takınız emri ilahi aldıkları vakit 
Zemin baştan aşağıya bütün ondaki dikenli ağaçlar ve nebatlar süngücüklerini taktıkları zaman aynen süngülerini takmış muhteşem bir ordugaha benziyor. When a vast army in the present age, the, the age that we live in, receives the order, take up your weapons and fix your bayonets. So imagine this is obviously shortly after First World War and everybody at that time or most people at that time witnessed this when a, an army lined up the commander gives the order you know, fix up your bayonets all the soldiers all at once in perfect harmony will put their bayonets on fix their bayonets on and take up their weapons so this is a an imagery that is familiar for Ustad Nursi's audience for many of us it may not be but you know we live in the digital age Everybody must have seen something like this, at least on TV. When a vast army in the present age receives the order, take up your weapons and fix your bayonets. In accordance with the rules of war, while on a maneuver, it comes to resemble a forest of upright oaks. So according to rules of war, i.e. according to military rule, all these soldiers obey the command and act in unison to take their weapons and fix their bayonets and when they all do this within a few seconds it looks like a um, forest of upright oaks the oaks because oaks oak trees will have these thorns similarly when the soldiers of a garrison are commanded on festive days to don their parade uniforms and pin on their medals it will resemble from one end to the other a colorful and ornate garden where all the flowers have blossomed. Conversely, when on the parade ground of the world, now we are comparing this imagery from the military to the reality that we are observing out there in the, on the face of the earth. When on the parade ground of the world, so the world, the face of the earth is like a parade ground, the various and infinite species of the soldiery of the pre-eternal monarch God and who are they? Angels, jinn, men, animals, and as well as even the uh, plants without consciousness. When they receive the order B, and it is Kun Fayakun, and obviously this is from the Quran, B and it is. God, when God wills to create something, bring something into existence, his way is to say B and it is. B and it is. When they receive the order B and it is. In the struggle for life's preservation and the command, take up your weapons and equipment and prepare to defend yourselves. When they fix the minute bayonets that are the spike trees and plants found throughout the world, then they resemble a magnificent army advancing with bayonets fixed. So imagine this at springtime. There comes the order. Take up your weapons, fix your bayonets. And all the plants, all the trees, take up their weapons, fix their bayonets. Uh, they they they flower, they blossom, uh, like a parade ground. Their thorns will come out. Their branches will start to, um, sh the shoots will start to grow. When you imagine this, you can see, you can appreciate the singleness of that command and the obedience of the entire creation, entire living beings on the face of the world, on the face of the earth, in response to this command. Kun fayakun, be and it is, they 
all at once in in a few days blossomed and their their shoots are starting to grow and it's beautiful and at the same time it is awe-inspiring in the sense that they're all under command and they're all looking to one point to receive their command to receive receive their order hem baharın her bir günü her bir haftası birer taife-i nebatatın birer bayramı hükmünde olduğu için her bir taifesi dahi kendi sultanının o taifeye ihsan ettiği güzel hediyeleri teşhir için ona taktığı murassa nişanları birer resmi geçit tarzında o sultan-ı ezelinin nazara şuhud ve işhadına arz ettiğinden ve öyle bir vaziyet gösterdiğinden bütün nebatat ve eşcar güya sanat-ı rabbaniye murassatını ve çiçek ve meyve denilen fıtrat ilahiyenin nişanlarını takınız, çiçekler açınız, emri rabbaniyeyi dinliyorlar ki Ruh-i Zemin dahi gayet muhteşem bir bayram gününde şahane resmi geçitte, sürmeli formaları ve murassal nişanları parlayan bir ordugahı temsil ediyor. Similarly, so in the first uh, sentence we talk more about the, you know, take up your weapons and fix your balance parts. Now we are going to talk about donning their special outfits for the parade. Similarly, each day and each week of the spring is like a festival. For each class of the vegetable kingdom. And each class presents itself to the witnessing gaze of the pre-eternal monarch with the jeweled decorations he has given them, as if it were on parade in order to display the fine gifts he has bestowed on them. Again, if you imagine the skirts of a mountain, for instance, in springtime, one day you will wake up and see that it's all purple. There's a particular flower growing on that on that plain, and you will see that it's all purple. They have blossomed on that day, and then two days later, it's going to start to wilt. The purple will start to dim, and then you wake up the next day, you see all white. There's a white flower now. It is covering almond trees, for instance, or cherry trees, the cherry blossoms. A few days later, it will be all yellow. A few days later this a few days later that so it is as if they each have their special days special festivities uh, on which they are receiving the command don your special outfits and they are donning them and showing them to their to their beloved monarch pre-eternal monarch it is as if all the plants and trees were heeding a dominical command a lordly command rabbani a command that is coming from the one who is nurturing them, who is caring for them, and who is their master, who is their rub, in short. They are all heeding, following a lordly command, and they don the bejeweled garments, the, the garments ornamented with jewels, produced by God's, God's artistry, produced by the art, the artful creation that this nurturing master has. They put on the decorations made by his creative power, which are flowers and fruits. The face of the earth then comes to represent a parade ground on a splendid festive day, a magnificent parade, brilliant with the uniforms and jeweled decorations of the soldiers. İşte şu derece hikmetli ve intizamlı tecizat ve tezinat, elbette nihayetsiz kadir bir sultanın, Nihayet derecede hakim bir hakimin emriyle olduğunu kör olmayanlara gösterir. And of course, 
such a wise and well-ordered arrangement and ornament or ornamentation demonstrates of a certainty to all who are not blind that they derive so this well-ordered arrangement and ornament are coming from the command of a monarch with infinite power and unlimited wisdom he has infinite he is a sultan with unlimited infinite power and and a ruler with infinite wisdom so this command is coming from a sultan with infinite power and a ruler with infinite wisdom this is the end of the side note let's go back to the beginning and then uh, read what we read there so that we continue from there come now look all these imposing splendid railways planes machines warehouses exhibitions displays show that behind the screen an imposing a splendid monarch exists and governs böyle bir saltanat kendisine layık bir raiyet ister a royal power like this requires subjects or calls for subjects that are worthy of himself halbuki görüyorsun bütün raiyet bu misafirhanede toplanmışlar together with this you see that all the subjects that you are aware of have gathered in the in this place in this uh, guest house misafirhane ise her gün dolar boşanır and the guest house fills and empties on a daily daily basis so people come and people go hem bütün raiyet manevra için bu meydanın imtihanında bulunuyorlar Besides, the entire subjects of this royal power are present on, on this testing ground. They're all on this testing ground for the maneuver. So it's a, it's not any day. It's maneuver time. And because it's maneuver time, they are all called to the testing ground. And they are all at the testing ground. Meydan ise her saat tebliğ ediliyor. And this testing ground changes transforms every hour it is not stable hem bütün raiyet padişahın kıymetdar ihsanatının numunelerini ve harika sanatlarının antikalarını sergilerde temaşa etmek için şu teşirgahta bir dakika durup seyrediyorlar moreover all the subjects come to this exhibition hall to this display ground and they stay there for a few minutes for a minute to behold the specimens of the monarchs the royal powers beneficence and his valuable products the valuable products of his miraculous arts so those who are not in the maneuver for some reason maybe they're invalid maybe they are small too young etc they're also here because then they want to watch it so everybody has come meşher ise her dakika tahavül ediyor whereas this place of display is also changing transforming moving from one condition into another every minute giden gelmez gelen gider the ones who leave don't come back and the ones who come all leave işte bu hal şu vaziyet katiyi gösteriyor ki şu misafirhane ve şu meydan ve şu meşşerlerin arkasında daimi saraylar müstemir meskenler şu numulerin ve suretlerin halis ve yüksek asıllarıyla dolu Ba ve hazineler vardır. So this state that we observe, the the conditions 
that you observe here shows with certainty that behind these or behind this uh, guest house behind this testing ground behind this ground behind this display there is a permanent or there are permanent palaces persistent abodes and gardens orchards and treasuries filled with pure and elevated realities of these samples and images that are being demonstrated they are somewhere behind the guest house behind this testing ground behind this display that we observe here behind a screen and they must be there filling gardens and treasuries why the royal power that we observe behind all these happenings is splendid magnificent imposing it has unlimited wisdom it has unlimited power whereas the beholders the spectators or the soldiers who are displaying their arms and decorations or the people who came to watch what's going on they are all here for a brief moment there's nothing that is permanent here the guest house the guest house is filling and emptying the maneuver ground is filling and emptying every everybody all the soldier, soldiers display uh, their weapons and decorations for a few minutes an hour and leave we don't observe anything that is permanent and that that feels real here nothing stays if everything is temporal effervescent flimsy but the royal power that we are observing that's not flimsy it's splendid it's magnificent and it wants subjects and it wants subjects that are going to be able to display their weapons display their decorations display their equipment on a permanent basis it wants subjects that are going to behold the, the his artwork on a permanent basis and it is also going to want to reward those who are coming to this testing ground to this maneuver ground and obediently observing what's going on obediently following command and displaying their weapons and decorations obediently and appreciatively that's important appreciatively uh, beholding watching what is being displayed and then they are being moved on so this royal power the, the nature of this royal power would also entail that those who are here appreciating his artwork those who are here following his command will be taken to a place where they can do this permanently because they come and they appreciate they're in awe they're in a state of awe and this is something that needs to be rewarded the intellect thinks the, the intellect entails that this is something to be rewarded otherwise god is not obliged to reward anybody that is not what we are talking about we are talking about rational proofs here what does the intellect tell us the rules of the intellect tell us that people who are here for these brief moments and who are so obedient and who are so appreciative who are in in such infatuation and awe of the power and beauty that is being displayed should be given a permanent abode where they can continue to do this but that's not what we see 
what we see is that the display is uh, being set up for a moment and being destroyed and then another display is being set up what we are seeing is that these soldiers who are here for the maneuver ground are being brought doing their maneuvers and then disappearing so all this army all the splendid decoration and uniforms and weaponry and so on and so forth is that only for a dis display of for one hour that does not make sense no royal power brings together an army for one hour and and demobilizes them altogether disperses them no armies are there to be kept it's an institution so what we see here is the institutionalization of a royal power or the um, incidents uh, images brief moments of, of of evidence for the institutionalization of royal power but we don't see the institution itself there is an army it is being displayed and this cannot be for one hour there are all these subjects of the royal power that are so appreciated that are so in love with what they are seeing that are so infatuated that are demanding and desiring of permanence but they are here for a moment for a few minutes in that case Ustad Norsi says demek burada çabalamak onlar içindir şurada çalıştırır orada ücret verir herkesin istidadına göre orada bir saadeti var in that case struggling here is for that for what? for the continual permanent palaces persistent abodes and the pure and elevated realities of the samples that are being shown here that fill orchards and treasuries over there. Struggling here is to get there and to benefit from them. Shurada çalıştırır. He makes you work here. He makes you struggle here. Orada ücret verir. And he gives you a reward over there. Herkesin istidadına göre orada bir saadeti var. Everybody has a bliss a form of happiness in accordance with their preparedness over there everybody has a form of bliss in accordance with their preparedness they prepare here they develop the skills to appreciate what is going to be demonstrated over there and once they are taken there they are given the equivalent of or corresponding bliss to what they have prepared Everybody, according to their pre preparedness, according to their predisposition, according to their potentials, have a bliss, have a joy, happiness over there. Yedinci suret, the seventh proof, the seventh way in which we prove the verity of bodily resurrection and the hereafter. Gel bir parça gezelim. Come, let us walk a little. Let's, let us walk and see what is here. Şu medeni ahali içinde ne var ne yok görelim. Let's see what is to be found among these civilized people. İşte bak her yerde her köşede müteaddit fotoğraflar kurulmuş suret alıyorlar. See in every place at every corner there are photographers sitting and taking pictures. Or there are cameras at every corner that are taking pictures. Bak her yerde müteaddit katipler oturmuşlar, bir şeyler yazıyorlar. Look everywhere we see numerous, numerous scribes who are sitting and, and writing something. Her şeyi kaydediyorlar. They record, they register everything. 
en ehemmiyetsiz bir hizmeti, en adi bir vukatı zapt ediyorlar. They keep even the most insignificant service, the lowliest, the most normal happening. They are keeping a record of them all. Ha, şu yüksek dağda padişaha mahsus bir büyük fotoğraf kurulmuş ki, and look, on this high mountain there is a big, big camera that is special to the the sultan. And here there is again a um, side note. Haşiye. Şu suretin işaret ettiği manaların bir kısmı yedinci hakikatte beyan edilmiş. Some of the realities or meanings indicated in this in this proof have been detailed, exposed in the seventh truth. Now uh, I just mentioned that after we go through these uh, proofs, these uh, imagery, the the continuation of the representation, the story that we told at the beginning, there will come the realities of what the meanings that we, we uh, heard in that story are point, pointing to in the reality, the higher reality. And in the seventh truth, Ustad Norsi says that what is being talked about here, these cameras, scribes, and so forth, the reality of that is going to be explained. Yalnız burada padişaha mahsus bir büyük fotoğraf işareti ve hakikati levh-i mahfuz demektir. Let us point out here that the figure of the supreme photographer devoted to the service of the king or this great camera that is exclusively belonging to the king, to the monarch, the sultan, is an indication of the preserved tablet, levh-i mahfuz. Levh-i mahfuz or the preserved tablet is a Quranic term uh, mentioned in Surat al-Buruj, the last verse of Surat al-Buruj. And it's, uh, the, the last two uh, verses go, this is truly a glorious Quran written on a preserved tablet. Scholars, based on prophetic guidance, have explained this as a tablet, the reality of which we do not know. So we say tablet because that is what approximates the meaning in our minds, what makes it understandable to us, so we do not necessarily think of a uh, you know, tablet made of clay or wood or something like that, but some kind of a, an instrument of writing, some kind of an instrument on which uh, one can write, a tablet where everything that has happened and will happen and is happening is written. And what is written on, on Levh Mahfuz happens. And there is also Levh Mahfuz. So Levh Mahfuz is Mahfuz. It is uh, you know, preserved. Uh, we don't have access to it. Unless God gives access, even angels don't have access to it. But then there is also Levh Mahfuz. Uh, there is an, another similitude, uh, maybe reflection, manifestation of this this uh, tablet, preserved tablet, where things are written, but there things are subject to change uh, in accordance with God's will and what happens. So, for instance, we say uh, dua, supplication, can change what is written. So when we say supplication can change what is written, i.e. something was uh, written on, in my uh, destiny, 
I'm going to have an accident. That, that's written in my des destiny. And maybe the angels may see this. Uh, those with elevated spirits who have access to the realm where these things are happening may see it and they may see that this person is going to have an accident on such and such date and he will die or he will be wounded or whatever. But then I give charity. Charity repels troubles, tribulations. Or I made dua and I said, oh God, preserve me, protect me. And God accepted my dua and he ordered his angels to change what is written on that left mahbar isbat, on that uh, tablet of erasure and affirmation. So left mahbar isbat, we can translate that as uh, the tablet of erasure and affirmation. So here Ustad Nursi is referring to Levhi Mahfuz, which is a Quranic term from Surah Al-Buruj in the Quran, the last verse of Surah Al-Buruj, the preserved tablet. Levhi Mahfuz'un tahakkuku vücudu 26. sözde şöyle ispat edilmiş ki, The verity of the existence of the Levhi Mahfuz, the preserved tablet, is proven in the 26th word as follows. 26th word is obviously a, a treatise in the book the words and it is about uh, qadar uh, divine measuring out or destiny uh, predestination it can be translated in all of these ways it's about qadar and there Ustad Nursi proves the that Levhi Mahfuz the preserved tablet exists the verity of its existence is proven in the 26th word as follows. Nasıl küçük küçük cüzdanlar büyük bir küçüğün vücudunu ihsas eder ve küçük küçük senedler bir defteri kebirin bulunduğunu işar eder ve küçük kestetli tereşyuhatlar büyük bir su menbaını işmam eder. Again we are doing this with a representation. Imagine. A little portfolio suggests the existence of a great ledger. Here the reference is to uh, the ID cards or the ID notebooks that, used, that they used to have uh, in, in the past uh, in the in Republican Turkey, in the Ottoman Empire and many other parts of the world. Everybody is given a little notebook on which there is information about this person's identity. And it says the name of this person is this, the, he is male or she is female. Uh, born at this time, father's name, mother's name, name, uh, born uh, in at such and such a place at such and such a time. Uh, maybe a photograph, a before photograph, maybe a description of the person, and everything else that might be needed in order to identify this person written on that uh, little notebook or little uh, ID card, and also a number. So you look and see that there is a number on this juzdan, on this ID card. And you understand that this number must be registered somewhere because otherwise it would be meaningless. And you look at another ID card and you see that there's a different number. You look at another ID card, you see that there's a different number. So this number must have a purpose. It is to identify this person in a greater ledger. So if you see these little ID cards, you understand that there is a greater ledger where all of these are registered and these are to be verified over there. A little document points to the existence of a great register. If you see a little document or if you see a little uh, or, or a particular note, let's say a deed, that says this place 
this location on the face of the earth and it's going to give you the description of the location belongs to such and such a person and then there is going to be a number on it you again understand that there is a greater uh, book of registers somewhere this is registered and this deed in and of itself does not mean much unless there is something corresponding to it over there in the register you can you know, pull out the deed and say this is my proof that this land belongs to me but if the information on that deed does not correspond to what is in the greater register it will become meaningless so the existence of this little deed this little document proves or, or points to the existence of a greater register and then küçük kesretli tereşşuhatlar büyük bir su menbaını içmam eder you go to a uh, mountain you are you know walking through the mountain and you see that uh, water is oozing out of the rocks but there is some oozing out here there is some oozing out there there is some oozing out there you understand that all of these small instances of water oozing out points out that behind the rocks there is a larger mass of water and that is the source otherwise this is not coming out of the rock uh, at the point that we observe it it is coming from somewhere the water is finding its way through the rocks and wherever it finds an opening it is coming out it's oozing out but since there are lots of them everywhere you understand that there is a massive reservoir of water somewhere and again these little instances of water oozing out you see points to that greater reservoir so what this does is that you see small signs uh, small signs and all of those small signs point to something great where they are all registered where they are all coming from where is the source the origin if you understood the imagery now we can move on to the reality of this Aynen öyle de küçük küçük cüzdanlar hükmünde hem birer küçük levh mahfuz manasında hem büyük levh mahfuzu yazan kalemden tereşşuh eden küçük küçük noktalar suretinde olan beni beşerin kuvve-i hafızaları, ağaçların meyveleri, meyvelerin çekirdekleri, tohumları, elbette bir hafıza-i kübrayı, bir defteri ekberi, bir levh-i mahfuzu azamı ihsas eder, işar eder ve ispat eder, belki keskin akıllara so to the retentive faculties of men this is how it is translated by Hamid Algar as a side note here um, what we do here is that we usually read the Turkish and then consult Shukran Wahide's translation but usually do not follow it mot uh, mot word by word but rather do some simultaneous translation and we are doing the same thing here but the tenth word was originally translated by Hamid Algar who was a professor of history uh, retired now and uh, Shukran Wahide adopted it into uh, her translation of the book the words so we are now consulting Hamid Algar's translation may this be a means for dua for him too so to the retentive faculties of men i.e. the memories of people human memory the fruits of trees and the seeds and kernels of in the fruits being each like a little portfolio so we talked at the beginning about these ID cards right if, if you think of an a seed for a fruit tree it is like the ID card of the tree it has all the descriptions that we need in order to depict that tree or the human memory 
human memory. It is preserved there. What we see, what we hear, what we experience, it is all preserved there. And then we can recreate it. We can retell it. We can remember. We can revoke it. We can remember it. Recall it. Right? So it is preserved somewhere. Or the fruits of trees. The fruits are there to contain the seeds. Therefore, they also have they also have the the information that is necessary in order to identify and depict the plant that it is the fruit of. So these are like little ID cards, little portfolios. In in a sense, a preserved tablet, a miniature-sized preserved tablet. So the the deed that I have in my hand is a preserved tablet. If you think about the meta the, the, the representation that we just talked about. If I have a deed in my hand, it is preserved. Information is preserved on it, but it is in miniature size. The larger register somewhere in the registry office, that is the real preserved tablet, but what I have in my hand is a small sample of that. In the same way, what is in human memory, what is in the seed of a, a plant, is like a preserved tablet in a miniature size. Or a drop, so all of these things, the seeds, human memory, etc. Or it is like a drop oozing out from the pen that inscribes the great preserved tablet. Here now we are referring to the real, the levhe mahfuz of God that's mentioned in the Quran. These little seeds, human memory, or the memory of animals, or even the memory of metals and objects. I mean, the, the atoms of a rock stay together. Why? Why do they not just move out, move, move around? Why do they not disperse? There is a memory. They are held together through some kind of a bond. And they are not bonding onto uh, the other rock. Something has to happen. A new thing needs to be created for it to bond to the other rock. There is a memory in all of these things that we observe around us. And they, these are all drops oozing out from the pen that inscribes that great, that tremendous Levher Mahfuz preserved tablet. In that case, they all point to, indicate, and prove the existence of a supreme memory, supreme retentive faculty, a supreme memory, a great book of registers. And a Lefi Mahfuz, a great, tremendous, uh, preserved tablet. They point to it. They prove it. Perhaps, Ustad Nursi says, it shows it to those who have sharp intellect. We can see with our intellect. Those who can use their intellect to see, who have sharp intellect, can see this. They look at the, uh, the, the seed, and in the seed, and they look at many seeds. When all the seeds come together, they see the reality of it. Uh, in a sense, like those who have the ability to read uh, the, the binary digits in, a, in computer language and instantaneously, naturally, as a you know, second nature, translate it into uh, whatever language those, those binaries are representing. Some people have this skill. They have been dealing with these digits, the ones and zeros, for so long that they look at the ones and zeros and 
All we see is ones and zeros, but what they see is words, signs, commands, meanings. So one who has sharp intellect can look at the uh, sharp intellect and also who has cultivated these uh, senses, these skills, who has contemplated the creation long enough and with, with enough sincerity and depth that this person will look at the seeds, will look at human memory, will look at how the rocks are binding, how the water is moving with a memory, the waves are moving with a memory, and we'll see in all of these, all of these retentive faculties, the reality of a greater retentive faculty from which all of these are oozing out, uh, like, like dots of ink. So this was the side note. Let's move back to the actual text and start from the last sentence that we stopped in the middle of. Huh, şu yüksek dağda padişaha mahsus bir büyük fotoğraf kurulmuş, kurulmuş ki bütün bu yerlerde ne cereyan eder suretini alıyor. And look, on this high mountain there is a great big camera that is set up. It belongs exclusively to the sultan and it is taking pictures of everything that is happening here from that high elevated position. Demek o zat emretmiş ki mülkünde cereyan eden bütün muamele ve işler zapt edilsin. In that case, that person, the, the monarch, the king, has must have commanded, we understand that he must have, he, he has commanded that everything that is happening in his uh, property, in his dominion, all transactions, all affairs will be, should be recorded, kept. A, a record of everything happening in his dominion, all transactions, all affairs, everything that's happening, uh, there should be a record kept for them. He must have commanded this because he is the one who set up that camera over there. Demek oluyor ki o zat muazzam bütün hadisatı kaydettirir, suretini alır. In that case, we understand that that tremendous person is having every happening uh, registered and is having the pictures of every happening taken. İşte şu dikkatli hıfz ve muhafaza elbette bir muhasebe içindir. So now think about it. This careful preservation, uh, careful registry and preservation of course must be for some kind of accounting. Otherwise why is he doing this? Why is he registering every, everything? There, there must we understand that there will be a time where this registered information is going to be used. And remember, we are in a paradise-like place where everybody is following order and obedient, but there are abusers too. And the abusers are also being registered, recorded. Their pictures are being taken. They are, they are being filmed. Şimdi, en adi raiyetin, en adi muamelelerini ihmal etmeyen bir hakimi hafiz. Hiç mümkün müdür ki raiyetin en büyük en büyüklerinden en büyük amellerini muhafaza etmesin, muhasebe etmesin, mükafat ve mücazat vermesin. Now think about a ruler who is preserving, a pre, who has the ability to preserve and therefore we are going to call him the preserver, hafiz. Right? He is a ruler and he is hafiz, he is preserver, a preserving ruler. Who does not neglect, neglect even the most mundane 
affairs of his loveliest subjects. How so? Again, go back to the metaphors that we talked about. The seeds of a uh, poppy seeds. These little plants lying down somewhere in a plain and these tiny, tiny seeds that come out of them. But it is preserved. The, the spores of some of those living creatures, they preserve. On, the, on a scale of things, when you compare, let's say, a human being, an animal, a giant tree, and these poppy plant, even the affairs of that poppy plant is being preserved in a poppy seed. It is being preserved. So the one who is in charge here is preserving everything. Even the most mundane affairs of his lowliest subjects. There is no exception to it. He is preserving them. Is it at all possible that this ruler, this preserving ruler, will not preserve the greatest deeds of his greatest subjects and then he is not going to do an accounting of it he is not going to take them to account and then he is not going to reward or punish them humans most honored most honorable most dignified of the creation the one who preserves the memory the affairs of the puppet seed, will he not preserve the affairs, the, the memory, the register of the affairs of human beings? Will he not preserve what the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he is the most noble, most honored of the most noble creation, creature. He is the most noble of all humans. Will God not preserve his deeds and reward him for what he has done, for the light he has brought to this universe, to this realm? And will he not punish those human beings to whom he gave intellect, to whom he gave heart, to whom he blessed with all his blessings, gave them life and provision, and they disobeyed, and they denied him? Not only did they disobey and deny him, but they also oppressed his other subjects who stole, who killed, who murdered, who spread oppression and, and pain. Will he not punish them? Will he not preserve this? He is preserving the poppy seed. Will he not preserve the information of what these people have done? He will. Halbuki o zaten izzetine ve gayretine dokunacak. Şeyh'in merhameti için kabul etmeyecek muameller o büyüklerden sudur ediyor. After all, we asked a rhetorical question. Will he not do this? And after all, we say, things, affairs, acts are coming from those big subjects, those greater subjects. They are doing things that are going to offend that rulers, izze and gayra. And we talked about these two uh, words, especially Izza, before. Izza means that this person is capable of preserving his rights and the rights of those who follow him, who belong to him. 
he is capable of preserving those rights and غيره, he is jealous of those rights he does not let them go he has dignity his dignity translates into his jealousy for preserving the rights of himself and those who follow him and also translates into his boundless power to preserve it so he has izz and ghayra but these greater subjects of his are doing things that are going to offend his izz and ghayra we see that and we ask the rhetorical question is he not going to preserve this is he not going to take them into account is he not going to give those who obey him and who appreciate him and who love him and and who worship him is he not going to reward them and he's not going to punish those who disobey him and who spread pain and oppression on earth he has izz and ghayra what do we expect from him what does the intellect expect remember these are rational proofs the intellect expects they are not being punished here burada cezaya çarpmıyor he is not punishing them here the intellect then expects demek bir mahkemeyi kübraya bırakılıyor in that case this is being left to a supreme tribunal to a great court where everything is going to be taken care of this was the end of the seventh proof we have 12 of them inshallah we will continue uh, the week after next one inshallah we will be doing uh, we will be reading from the 20th flash again if you benefit from these please share them uh, let others also benefit inshallah subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma 'allamtana innaka antal alimul hakim wa akhir da'wahum an alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin al fatiha